XMQBs, this is episode 85. We have the NFL Week 5 uh, recap for us. Lots to talk about in the NFL this week, including coaching, coaching, coaching. We have our NHL hockey preview show with a special guest from the North. We get into the MLB playoffs, which are all about pitching, pitching, pitching. Some quick hits, including an F1 champion, and then punchable faces and some really great lassos. Check us out. Leave us a review. Thanks for listening. SMQBs, this is episode 85. Hey, House, do you remember when we started this podcast and I used to uh, come on every time and tell you what a piece of trash Carson Wentz was? Remember? <laughs> we did it for like a year, like a full season. Do you remember that? Unfortunately. Yeah, we started like every episode for the first, the first year of this pod that way. Guess what? I was right about every fucking thing I said about that guy. Don't blame Carson. Don't blame Carson. All right, let's not spend a lot of time on that guy today. He needed another um, timeout. This guy uh, was born in 1950. I'm out. He hails from out. Jacksonville, Florida. No, no, no. We got to tie in with milk Ooh. here. Ooh. He was a five-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team, seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time NFL sacks leader. He's in the Rams ring of fame. He's had his number 85 retired Jack, by the Rams. Youngblood. Jack Youngblood. Oh, my God. Who is that? Whoa. <laughs> who is that for the win? <laughs> the Canadian. I even got the right Youngblood. Holy it's not even your league. <laughs> wow. wow. Look at that. We got a special guest today, which can only mean one thing. It's hockey season because we really don't give a shit about your opinions on anything else in sports. So. <laughs> or anything else for that matter, which is okay. or that, anything else at all. That's right. We'll get Welcome to the blue jays. Although, happy, happy Thanksgiving, Moose Jaw. Happy, right. happy Thanksgiving. That's right. Good to Thank have you. another uh, gray hair who actually remembers people from Jack Youngblood's era. He and doesn't remember Jim. much else. I know who Jack Youngblood is. I've heard that. I thought, Jim, I, I thought Milk might know. He played a whole game with a broken leg, Milk. Yes. That's he actually. Men were men. That's right. (laughs) You know what? He didn't need need the refs protecting him from getting tossed to the ground. Well, the last last thing on Youngblood, you know he played 14 seasons and missed one game? (laughs) That's That's crazy. That's insane. I can't believe he missed that game. Yeah. I want right. to game for. Well, much to my chagrin, we have to cover the NFL. House, do you want to take us through this painful experience? Yeah, Bison will probably be silent for the next five or ten minutes. But um, you know what I think we learned from week five in the NFL? I think we learned that coaching matters a lot, a lot in the NFL. I mean, unfortunately, we're going to have to listen to Rooster Crow for a while. But the reason why the Giants are four and one is because coaching matters because Dayball can coach because Xavier McKinney blitzed Aaron Rodgers at the goal line and won that game um, because he's 
taking ballsy steps because, because actually even in Minnesota, they have a real coach now and they realize that the reason that they've been kind of struggling the last couple of weeks is because they're not getting Jefferson involved in the offense enough. Uh, the reason why the saints won is because Jameis is terrible. And the only guy who kind of plays quarterback there who can make their offense move is Taysom Hill. They got Taysom Hill involved and the saints pull out a win. There are teams that lost because coaching matters. The idiot <clears throat> Cardinals could have upset the Eagles. If their coaching staff told their dumb quarterback, don't spike the ball on third and one, or don't even if you don't know if you had the first down, don't spike the ball. Just pick up the ball and run forward. He slid. The Cardinals missed a 43-yarder, and they lost. Coaching. I'm sorry. Do not blame Carson. The coaching in that game by Ron Rivera was dismal, and whoever is the offensive play calling there is dismal. And if you didn't see the Bengals last night and that stupid double reverse at the goal line that took them out of – scoring a touchdown they lost that dumb. game because because dumb coaching and the chargers tried to lose the game Should on have. coaching when they went for it in field goal range for <laughs> the browns on fourth down didn't get it and only because Cade york missed a field goal my big takeaway from this week one more is, who's the, the broncos the broncos oh the broncos Oh, God, dude. Oh, my God. They could have kicked a field goal. Don't spend time on that game. Don't spend time on that game. We actually, NFL NFL Legal sent us a a letter and asked us not to talk about that game. Okay, but that coach, this is not the the first game this season that that coach has choked mid-game. I mean, he's terrible. He is terrible, and he will not remain the Broncos coach beyond this year. It's pretty certain, but – that's how I hand off the football to this running back crew of SMQBs for NFL week five is that coaching matters. And I guess we have to go to the four and one giants with that. I, I'm going to just pick up on that. Cause you're dead, right? Here's, here's where the giants started out this year. They were, they had to get under the salary cap. They were over the salary cap, which is unusual for a horrible team. So they are a terrible team with no room under the cap. So they had to dump some of their better players like James Bradbury, our starting cornerback. They didn't replace any stars in the off season through free agency. So now we go into this year with a, with a worse roster than we had last year, but we have a new GM and a new head coach at, who injects just a whole different attitude into this team. They go off to London. I I would have I would have bet my house they were going to lose this game because they showed up without their top four wide receivers. Kenny Galladay didn't make the trip. Sterling Shepard hurt out for the year. Um, Kavarius Tony doesn't seem to ever play. I mean the the guy the guy has a runny nose and he and he misses three days of practice. He's he's not made an appearance yet. And then Wandale Robinson didn't play. Those are their top four wide receivers. They played that game with guys I don't know. I don't know the names of more than one of the wide receivers who played in that game, a guy named Sims. I don't even know who the other ones were. And then they were missing Aziz Ojulari, they're one of their better pass rushers, Leonard Williams, their best defensive lineman, and Aaron Robinson, their cornerback. 
how do you win that game unless it's because of superior coaching and play calling? The play calling, if you compare it to when the clapper was calling the place, is just amazing. It really is. Hats off, hats off to the balls. So so Rooster, one of my questions I've I've got down here is does the does this win by the Giants say more about the Giants or the Packers? I think it says more about the Giants. The Packers are Packers oh. are always kind of mm-hmm. just just one bad game away from being exposed for what they really are. They're always overrated. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, in my view, is a com- has completely flaked out. Um, they don't they don't invest enough in wide receivers. Their offensive line is getting old. You saw that um, th- they made a bunch of mistakes at the end of the game. I don't think the Packers are, are are as good as people predicted earlier in the in the year. Did didn't they did they beat the Bucks this year? They beat the Bucks with a depleted team. Yeah. We didn't even have Mike Evans. Right. I mean they're no, two I mean, and I, three. They're two yeah, and three think, right now. But you know, last year they they were they finished the number one seed in the NFC. I mean, I think it's well the Rams won the Super the Bowl last year though. So right. Things but I think it speaks volumes about the Packers this year that they they couldn't put that game away. He's he's sorely missing Devontae Adams. Yep. He's got nobody to throw to. He, I mean, I do think he flaked a little bit, but I mean. What about the play calling? The play calling was terrible. They, they, got, involved, a, they got the two best running backs in the NFC. Exactly. And they and they pass on the goal line twice in a row and get exactly. knocked down. They, they, had a, they had a really good play involving Christian Watson on an end around. Uh, he's a fast kid. They didn't involve Christian Watson in the offense, and they went away from Aaron Jones when he was running all over the Giants. It was weird. I think you got to talk about Danny Dimes a little bit. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't a spectacular game in terms of all he did was win that game. That's all he did. But that's right. But that's good enough. No, right. I mean, they 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 had to make him into a runner because of no having no wide receivers, and turns out he's a pretty good running quarterback. He was he was hurt. He had a bad ankle, and he gashed up his his wrist so badly that there was blood all over the back of the center center's pants. Um, yeah, he's he's a tough kid. I think I actually think that the game plan has been let's just throw him out there and and put him in harm's way because we're going to move on from him. Yeah, and I think I think he's decided I'll show you, and he actually That's, is. Is that the Miami method? Yeah, I, I I legitimately we've dogged the shit out of him on this show. Yeah. but I legitimately felt good for him after that. Game. Yeah, no no turnovers. You know, that's the key. Is is you know in the East right now we have a couple bus drivers who are who are playing flawless football while not spectacular. They're leading their teams and giving defenses a chance to win games. Between Cooper and and Danny, they're. No, they're not committing the turnovers. I, I think you're, Taos, I think you're totally right about coaching. I mean, that, that would have been my number one from the weekend too. But the, the number, number one A is, uh, is basically um, that, that, uh, sorry, I was getting a call there. Um, the offensive lines. I mean, look at the, the Rams. What is the problem with the Rams? That they can't do anything. It's it's their offensive line, right? Right. I mean, their offensive line is destroyed and and can't do anything, uh, and so they're they're a mess. And and I would make the same argument a little bit in Washington. I mean, the the line is just terrible. They 
we could we don't need to spend a lot of time on that. But the play calling is bad. But there's no running game at all right. in Washington because so. Matt St- Matt Stafford showed that he can still throw the ball. I mean, those, he had two beautiful yeah. long long balls, but he didn't have any time to throw all game right. long. Uh, what do you guys think about the new look New York J E T S Jets Jets Jets? They're three and two, and they and blew they, out the Dolphins. I'm not convinced. Yeah, Dolphins are well struggling I, right now. You know, I, when we did our preview show on the Dolphins, um, I pointed out that they would they would not be what people thought they would be this year because they have a shitty owner and a bad organization, just like Washington. And that's that's where we are right now. I mean, that decision we've covered the Tua situation, and they're they're in the spot that they're in right now because they mishandled Tua, and they're just not going to recover from it. Well, the Jets the Jets have a better record than the Browns, the Steelers, and the Bengals, the Patriots, um, and the Dolphins. Despite everything you just said, have a solid team personnel wise. That's a big win for the Jets. Yes, you know, not only is it a big win, but the Jets now build their future on Zach Wilson, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, and Sauce Gardner, mm-hmm. who are all like 23, 24, or younger and are balling out. Yep. I do have a warm spot in my heart for Brees Hall. Yeah. yeah. Why? Because he's on your fantasy team? Yes. Oh. <laughs> because you, you laughed at me when I drafted him. I don't know. I think that's an overreaction to say the Jets are. A good I mean, who, team. Let's, Brian, who, let's, they, who, who have they beaten? So they got blown out by the Ravens, blown out by the Bengals. They beat the Browns by one. Steelers, who are the worst team in the league, probably by four. And they did blow out the Dolphins, but the Dolphins are obviously struggling without two quarterbacks. So they go to the Packers next week. You know, we're, we can preview games in a little while, but that's a big game for both teams. It is. Well, I will say this. Everyone going into the season said out of that draft class that it was cl- becoming clear that Zach Wilson was going to be the bust as quarterback. I think that's – we can definitively say that's wrong at this point. But they have a long way to go. I'm not buying into the Jets they going to the playoff team. They do. I don't think anybody expected them to be 3-2, and two, and I don't think the Browns and Dolphins are that shabby. But now no. I want to ask – I want to ask so you guys – I got – go ahead. I just Before we go to you, Pope, I want to just ask – also, who is more sad about the money they invested in the quarterback for Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray? <laughs> Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Russell. Russell Wilson. Terrible. Those two He's are disaster contracts. Like He's disaster terrible. Contracts. I, he, had sho- I, he had shoulder surgery after the game. I, I would feel worse. That. I'd feel worse about Kyler because Russell, you have there's some hope that he'll get it together. He's just no, done some too long. No oh, I think so. I think there's you got more hope with him than Kyler. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I don't know. I th- I, I, I sort of see that easy. you know, look the way Geno Smith is playing this year. Is it you know, is the quarterback a product of the system in Seattle? I don't know. I mean, Russell's. I don't, I don't G- buy the shoulder injury at all. No, I don't either. Geno threw three touchdowns yesterday, which is more than Russell has thrown in the last three weeks combined. It, yeah, Den- Denver is more vulnerable um, if it doesn't work out with those corners, like way more vulnerable. Right? Yeah, they gave away the farm for him. They gave away everything for Russell Wilson, and he looks 
terrible. And by the way, when we were talking at the end of last year about teams that could make one little change, I had the Broncos as that one team that might pull like a, a Buccaneer situation. They had an awesome defense. Who's not playing bad, by the way, if their offense is not helping them. That really, if they could get a quarterback, they were in hell with uh, Locke last year. That might be the difference in going to the Super Bowl. Right. And, and I mean, that just shows you how bad they're playing because they have all the ingredients. Russell Wilson and maybe coaching is destroying that team right now. Jimmy G would have mattered. Absolutely. Well, I, you know what? The level of the coaching must be impacting the confidence of the players because if if we're seeing how bad it is and it's atrocious, they must be having no trust for that coach right now. Yeah. And, and good luck getting those guys to run through a wall for a coach like that. So, House, what I was going to ask is, you were bullish on uh, a couple teams a couple weeks ago and want to see if you agree that we should bury them and put some dirt on them. That would be the hapless lions and the girl and the Jags. Well, I'm not so sure yet about the Jags. Uh, they lost I, to the Texans who had, they, to all, game. they always do though. They always lose yeah. to the in Texans. Jacksonville. That's awful. <laughs> Uh, you're right, but the Texans do have their number. Roosters, right? I, I, there's some crazy, like seven out of eight, the Texans have against them. But I, I, I don't understand the Lions. Uh, I mean, I, I, I know they're missing DeAndre Swift, but that is shocking to me how they've fallen apart. They went from a league high scoring team to scoring zero against the Patriots. Uh, but I, I think, I think the Jags still will be an improved team this year. They're not going to playoffs. But I think we can bury the Lions. I agree with you there. Uh, Hope, I mean, you've got a team uh, that, I don't know, five games, all five games scoring under 20 points, the offense yeah. for the opposing team. And, yeah. Uh, 10 points the last two games. Look, the and biggest Michael game Parsons, of the year. Let's let's talk about it. You know, biggest Michael Parsons game of the year coming up on Sunday night. Right, House? Ooh. Yeah, this this is it. This is a big this one. Cowboys Eagles, biggest game of the year. So, <laughs> well, well, uh, you know, Bills Chiefs, obviously. But if you look at the record, you know, the the better game would be Eagles Cowboys. Um, wow, it's Whoa. gonna be it's gonna be a, a prolific offense versus the best defense uh, right now going. And Cowboys haven't given up more than one touchdown per game, which is insane in five games, five touchdowns. Uh, but the Eagles are scoring 27 points a game. The Cowboys are scoring 18. Uh, something's got to give. Um, sacks. Eagles are giving up. They've given up 11 sacks. Cowboys have a bunch of sacks. So, what you know, what's going to happen on that? Pope, can I ask you a question about the Cowboys defense? Sure. First of all, it, is it the same? It, you have the same defensive coordinator this year, right? As yeah, last Dan year? Dan Quinn. Uh-huh. Quinn. Getting him and- back was huge. But didn't they run into a whole bunch of defensive problems last year? Like, what is the turnaround this year? What is the difference? You know, their rush is different this year. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is healthy. Um, you know, Randy Gregory, uh, who was helpful last year, was gone. And in his place, we got a couple guys, uh, uh, Dorrance, whatever, um, the Armstrong, the guy who had the uh, sack and, and uh, touchdown. Um, 
third play of the game. I mean, he's they're just a better pass rush. And and look, Micah Parsons is a better player a year after his rookie year. He's he's as disruptive as any defensive player we've seen in a long time. Um, now Diggs got burned twice uh, yesterday. One was a real long pass, and the other one was Cooper rushed seventy five yard touchdown. But other than that, Diggs has been Diggs has been tough. So if you because have that's time, what, that's what Diggs hurts, does, though. Yeah, right? if Hertz has that's, time. It's burned or he intercepts it. But I will say that the the one play that wasn't the touchdown, but the 50-yard t- uh, pass was a perfect pass by Stafford. So if Hertz has time on Sunday night, you know, then he then he's got an opportunity to with Devontae yeah. and AJ to, to go deep. But um, I don't know. That, to me, House, what's your key? My key is, can, can you guys protect Hertz uh, to give him time to pass? Uh Moose, you you're making moose grunts, but besides those, <laughs> for which you should mute your thing. Um, what is that, Miller? Good it's God. Miller. The Canadians do this. They. He's I know. Exasper- like- he's exasperated with us Americans. I mean, on this. I've been. I'm. Sli- I'm slightly aroused. <laughs> he's so excited to get to NHL. He can't, he can't he just- believe how much fucking time we have to spend on the Cowboys Eagles. It's so upsetting. <laughs> he had everybody. a little extra, little extra Tim Hortons this morning. <laughs> <laughs> The key to the game, uh, as you pointed out, Pope, is we have a banged-up offensive line. Jason Kelsey and Landon Dickerson both had to leave the game for a little bit yesterday, and Jordan Mailata, their stud left tackle, was out. If they're banged up, the Cowboys are going to feast. I'm very, very worried about the protection of Jalen. So I think it's really going to be uh, the play calling of the Eagles – that accommodates whatever is the status of their offensive line uh, because they know the blitz is going to be coming. Yesterday, we struggled against the blitz. We really didn't have a hot read except for a key play to go to late in the game. If we don't have good play calling set up for the Dallas blitz, we're going to be in trouble. It's going to be a good game. Um, yeah, but House, I, I think that, you know, Jalen is, is one of the few quarterbacks in the NFL who, you know, because of his mobility, he kind of neutralizes that a little bit, right? I mean, for sure, he could rip off a sixty-yard run on a blitz that that a lot of quarterbacks would have gotten eaten up on. So, I mean, you're in good you're in a good spot there. If that's the if that's the game, right? Is the Dallas defense coming after Jalen? If that's what the game is all about, then you know the Eagles might might get the plus in that matchup. Well, and, and, and not to kill a cliche, but Dallas has only given had two turnovers this year which is ridiculously low and their penalties have been way down so if they you know if they have turnovers against the eagles they're gonna lose the game they they don't have even if Dak comes back they don't have the offense in place to put up 30 against philly it's gonna be good week six a lot of good games on the slate and bill's chiefs yep could good could be which could which be is a preview a of the championship NFC AFC games house. By the way, nobody ever expected that we would be saying also on the slate in week six, look for this key matchup between Ravens giants, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. The giants, if the giants beat the Ravens, they are legit. I still you know think that, that there's, there's a stat that uh, Pope, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't get to this first today. Um, that like, if you go four and one, 
75 out of 100 teams out of the last 100 teams that have gone four and one to start the season make the playoffs. And if you then go back and add in the the extra wild card that we added, like, I don't know, six years, what, what was it, five years ago now, whatever, whatever it was, it's like 82 out of 100 teams make the playoffs. So, well, I wonder if it gets skewed, though, with the 17th game. Well, that's new. I mean, that's only that's only one year, right? So um, I think the point is, w- regardless of those numbers, the point is you start four and one, you're pretty much you're pretty much going to the playoffs. Well, and yeah, the I mean, NFC I, I, East has an easy uh, schedule coming up after the after next week. Yeah, a lot of Lions, Bears, Colts, yep. Texans. Yep. You see what Nace just did there, Rooster? He set that up for the monumental collapse. Yes. Well, that's what well, that's what I would expect with the Giants. the The problem, though, is if they beat the even if they lose to the Ravens, they've got after that Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions. And they could find themselves at eight and two. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Whoa! Which yeah. which is crazy. That would be right. yeah. Seahawks yeah. can put up points though. Can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah. They- yeah. No, I know. All I right. know. I said right, they could. Our locks. You guys, we had a terrible week this past oh, week. Fuck. Right yeah. when I, we did. Right when I thought we were off to the races, the only win that we got this week was milk minus Titans minus two and a half. Uh, Bison lost with the pack minus eight to move to one and four. Rooster lost with the birds minus five to move to two and three. Pope lost with the Bucks minus eight to move to two and three. And I lost with the Seahawks plus five and a half to move to three and two. So the leaderboard is Milk and House three and two, Rooster and Pope two and three, and Bison pulling up the rear at one and four. We moved to week six, and I'm going to get it kicked off. You know, the Eagles have hosed me twice already this year. Yeah. Time to go away from them. I I think uh, the Steelers are atrocious. Pickett sucks. His Burger King hands blow. And I am going to go with the Bucks minus seven and a half when Milk is on the road with his boys partying in Pittsburgh. Bring me home the win with those pathetic Tom Baby Buccaneers. I love it. We have a horrible record, though. My group. I'm, I'm, I'm with House. Put me down for the Bucks over the Steelers, too. What's the line? Seven, seven and, a half. and a half. Ooh, I like that. Milk, but I'm taking the Bears. 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 He's still doing the commander strategy. (laughs) Listen, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I was going to come on today and take whoever was playing Washington also. I was going to exercise that. That is my strategy too. And then I looked at the Bears and I couldn't even pull, I couldn't pull the trigger. Oh, you can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going. Bears Bears minus one and a half. What do you got, Bison? I got the Bucks. Yeah, that wow. line's interesting. Wow, <laughs> you guys are loading up. Hey, what about taking the Giants plus five and a half? That's not a bad play. Mm, see how he I'm got in there, there that second pick? Do you see how he got in that second pick? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Had to throw it in. <laughs> we'll give that one to Miller. Miller, you can get a guest pick. So I I buried the Jags, and so therefore I will bury them again, and I will take the Colts giving one and a half at home. Wow, God, that's a tough pick. That's That's a tough tough pick. Two terrible teams, or at least one. No. Who are the Bills playing this week? The Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, that's a tough one. 
You know, Revenge game at Arrowhead, and the Bills Chiefs are, are favored by two. Yeah, Chiefs are getting oh. two at home. Oh, geez. Take Kansas City. All right. I got a bonus, Moose. Moose, if you win, we're going to send you a special prize from America. <laughs> Excellent. Something from the Wawa? Yes. Oh, a Q. All right. So we got everybody's picks in. We're in. We're good. That's it. That's it on NFL this week. Uh, now, the moment we've all been waiting for. Yes. Loose jaw, it's hockey season. It, it is what indeed. A, let's start off. Remind last us just who, who won last year and who did they beat? Colorado won the Stanley Cup and they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Mel. I'm, I'm sorry, Milk. That was an oversight. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't mean that. Now, 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 just, now, to be honest, uh, in the first round of the playoffs, Milk texted me when the Leafs were up 3 1 in game seven and said, Congratulations. Yeah. The Leafs <laughs> went on to lose that game. So. Yeah. Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it's it's getting tougher to be a hockey fan. I gotta tell you, it really is. But uh, we keep trying. We keep trying. Um, listen, it's uh, I, I did a quick look through the uh, through the league this morning, and you know, I, I remember last year, Milk was a little annoyed with me because I really didn't pay any attention to Tampa Bay because they were a two-time defending champion, even though there was some question uh, on the COVID year, but. They won. They won. But I actually do think uh, Tampa Bay is they want to prove something. The window's getting shorter for them. Guys are getting older. I, I got I have a feeling they're going to be playing with an edge. I don't worry about don't worry about what they do during the regular season. If they're healthy, come the playoffs. If they're fully healthy, they are a team to look out for because I think they are the class of, of uh, the Atlantic and that Eastern side, whatever conference they're in. Um, the only issue they're going to have is, is possibly the Maple Leafs. Uh, and the Maple Leafs have to do one thing. They've got to get a real defenseman. They don't have a Victor Head. Um, until the Maple Leafs get a top-tier, world-class defenseman, you can't win a Stanley Cup. Um, let's go to the Metropolitan Division. Uh, let me talk about the, the Washington Capitals. Thank God they have OV to look for and watch his chase of Gretzky's record because that's all they have. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if you're right. Coming out swinging. How's um, the goaltending? You don't have goaltending. Oh, we don't? You don't, you don't have goal. You lost both goalies. Putin will fix that. Don't worry. Ah, who do I we don't sign? Know. I don't know. We signed the <laughs> Avalanche guy. Oh, good. Good. Great. Because he got pulled from a number of games during their Stanley Kemp, Cup run. Kempney? Is that his name? Kempney? Kempfer. 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 Um, He's like, no, he so was the best best goalie in the playoffs last year. Yeah, and you got, no, he wasn't. And you've got uh, Tom Wilson, and I think it's uh, Backstrom out to start the season. So you guys have OV to cha- watch the chase of Gretzky's record. That will be fun. The Penguins, I got to tell you, here's the problem with the Penguins. They've got, Three guys who are taking up the bulk of the cap, and they've been together for I think 17 years. That's a long time. They're gonna they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they're gonna have what it takes. 
this is their last run uh, and their goaltending is still questionable. Uh, Hattis, I got to tell you, there's no time to even spend on the Flyers. Uh, the no. only fun, the only fun is going to be Tortorella's post game press conferences. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Um, so, you know, let's, let's, let's watch that, um, and see if he's going to be wearing that, the vest underneath the, uh, sports jacket again this year. Uh, the Rangers are, are an interesting team. They overachieved last year. So to me, their first 20 games are going to be key. Um, their goaltending is fantastic, but let's see what they can do. The Islanders, I think they've they've missed their window. They missed it last year, and they fired the best coach in the NHL. Um, going out, going out to the uh, west. You, you you glossed over the Hurricanes and the Metropolitan. They scored something like yeah, no, they were great the, last year. They they are they they are good. They're a great team. Here's the issue. They added Max Pacioretty and Brett Burns, who five years ago, those were great additions. Those were additions that would put them over the top. Their goaltending is an issue. If Freddie Anderson's their number one, they're in trouble uh, after watching Freddie play here for three, four years. Uh, I don't think they improved enough or as much as they think they did. Pacioretty and Burns are old. Uh, they're going to be there but I don't think they're going to make a lot of noise in the playoffs. Uh, let's go out West in the Colorado avalanche. Um, they're still a phenomenal team. They lost Nazem Kadri. Uh, and, but I don't, I think it's so hard to repeat and that's credit to Tampa Bay and making three consecutive Stanley cups in the, uh, uh, the salary cup salary cap era. Colorado is going to be hard to make it back to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, Nashville, Nashville's got a good team. They're a little bit under the radar. They've got one of the best young goalies in UC Saros. And I think Nashville could be a team to watch after they went out four straight to uh, Colorado last year. But the fun is out West in the Pacific. Because I really think the Battle of Alberta is returning. And for those of you who were not hockey fans back in the 80s. Milk, I don't know if you were alive in the 80s. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and you definitely weren't watching hockey in the 80s, Milk, if, if, even if you were alive. Uh, the Battle of Alberta is one of the best rivalries in sports when those teams are competitive because Calgary and Edmonton hate each other. Um, and though Calgary lost two huge players in Johnny Gaudreau, and Matthew Kachuk, they replaced with Nazem Kadri and, and, and Huberdeau. And Daryl Sutter gets the best out of his players. He's probably the best coach to get the most out of his players in the league. Edmonton's going to win or lose based on goaltending. Now, they upgraded to Jack Campbell, who's affectionately known as Soup around these parts. And... You know, the problem with Soup is that he's never proven that he can do it over a full NHL season and then in the playoffs. They have the best player in the league in Connor McDavid. This is the year they've got to make their run. If they don't make their run, uh, there's going to be wholesale changes in Edmonton. So, but I think they are ready 
to make that step. My picks for this year, I've got Edmonton coming out of the Western side. And I hate to say this. I see Tampa Bay playing Edmonton. Oh, wow. oh wow. I really no do. It, uh... it, 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 it makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> this is it, a Jedi it, trick. He I really think, oh, thinks Toronto, by the way. No, it's... I don't. No, no. I, I so so milk. Just just so you know, the the meme going around Toronto right now is the there's a Blue Jay having his mask revealed by like the by Scooby Doo and Shaggy, yes. and they and you see the Toronto Maple Leafs behind them because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Moose, besides um, besides the fact that it's hard to repeat, tell me again why you think the Avs. Don't make it to the Stanley Cup. I think I think the loss of Nazem Kadri is actually quite quite large. Nazem he had a career year last year. He took a lot of pressure off that top line, and without having him, that's going to be a tough repeat. They listen. It wouldn't shock me if they go to the finals because they have arguably the best forward line in hockey and the best defenseman in hockey. Uh, so those are two really good combinations, but hard to repeat. Their goaltending is going to be questionable, but without Kadri, who was a heart and soul guy last year for them, they'll have a tough time. Where do you see the Rangers? Again, first 20 games are going to predict what they do. Their goaltending is solid. I'm not sold on their top six and top four defensemen. I think last year was a little bit of a mirage. Um, their coach, Alain Vigneault, he, get, he gets one or two good years, and then he wears out his welcome. I think he's wearing out his welcome this year. Hmm. That's just my thoughts, you know. I mean, uh, and listen, like any sport, especially hockey and football, injuries are going to dictate so much that's unpredictable, except for the Flyers. They will be shit no matter what. <laughs> Moose Jaw, how you you've left out my stars. Yeah, you know what? Middling middling team again. It was intentional. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I try not to spend time on boring topics. They're a middle they're 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 a a good goaltender. They do. Yeah, so what? They have nothing else. I think the hurricanes, the hurricanes are the best team that got no mention. Oh no, we mentioned yeah. them, uh, but again, the best thing I that got no think... mention is is the Florida Panthers. I, I you said no. nothing about them. You know why I, I said nothing about them? Because there's nothing to talk about them. What are you because talking they... about? <laughs> the team is loaded. They're goals. The, the Panthers will do the same thing that they always do. They have a great regular season, the, and those... the Panthers will. The Panthers will not have yeah. a great regular season. They will have an okay season. They'll be hard pressed to make the playoffs, and they will do nothing. Wow. You know, you know what? Look at the eyes. Wow. Who predicted Colorado last year? Oh God. The same guy who predicted the Islanders. <laughs> the egg. Look at the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a couple of things. A couple of things here. Okay. First of all, you are right about uh Ovechkin chasing Gretzky, and that is going to be an interesting great story. story. Now great he's story. 115 goals away, so he still has about three seasons yeah. where he has to have solid yeah. goal and- scoring. And he's 36 and he's 36. Yeah. But he is, you know, he doesn't look like he's slowing down. He doesn't look like he's slowing down. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I think he had 50 goals last year. 
So we'll, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch that. Yeah. I do want to ask you a couple logistics questions for our listeners, though. Logistics? Um, yes. Yeah, so first <laughs> of all, we know everybody's familiar with the NFL Sunday ticket uh, and NBA League Pass. Is there an equivalent for the NHL? If you want to watch yeah, every NHL game, what do you need? You need the NHL Network. Okay. They have That's it. a they streaming have thing that. you can get? Yeah, I okay. think so. All right. And then the next question is for serious hockey fans, people who really want to follow it, give us one or two websites uh, for for people to visit that are, that'll make them, you know, help them get into and follow hockey this year. Well, I think the best one is the Hockey News. The Hockey News is probably the best one. And uh, if you're just going on your phone, the score has some of the best hockey coverage uh, out of any app that uh, I've seen. Rooster, I, I have one question for those teams this year that are going to suck like the Flyers. Yeah. Uh, is there, is you know, as we have in other sports in in the whole world of tanking these days, is there a phenom um, to play for this year for the sucky NHL teams? Oh, there sure is. There sure is. So this kid, Connor Bedard, um, who plays out West for the Regina Pats, um, he is... Who? The who's? What was that? The, the, the Regina, Regina. Regina? Pats. What? What? Regina. No, I just, okay. just wanted to make sure I make sure I heard that right. Like, okay. Wow, you almost got banned. Okay. Okay. Are, oh. are all of you guys? Are you guys? I thought Tracy game? was on the pod. I thought Tracy was on the pod for a minute. Moose, you probably uh, forgot that we're sponsored by Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mike Judge. Um, Con- Connor Bedard is uh, the next. Real deal. Like this kid is 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 the new Connor McDavid. His speed, his hands. He's played for the world for Canada at the World Juniors the last two years as a 16 and 17 year old. Uh, he is the best junior hockey player in the world, hands down. Uh, he is a player that should uh, transform a franchise. He is. Let's, he is. Let's start losing some games. The, He's in the level of Lemieux, um, Lemieux, uh, uh, Connor McDavid. He's that that wow. kind. Like there, wow. he's a, a generational talent, and I don't I don't think there's I, I don't take that lightly when I say it. And 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 he is that good. He is that good. Wow. Let's, let's start losing. All right. All right. Anything else on but, hockey? But, but I got to tell you, you put Connor Bedard with Tortorella, he'll fuck him up. He'll just fuck him up. I mean, like, seriously. I mean, that's like putting Mike Keenan with him. Like, time for the Flyers to get with a coach who has the new mentality, rather just screaming at the players. Doesn't work anymore. Well, listen, just to just to recap to all our listeners, the lightning back in the Stanley Cup finals. All right. Next yeah. Time. Yeah. 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 Right, let's, let's move forward. All right. And, and, and it made me sick to, to say it. Good preview. Good preview. Thank you. That's good. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I know I have my first ticket Saturday night, so for for the cap. So, uh, mm-hmm. all right, we got to touch on Major League Baseball postseason. Um, we went through the wild card go. round. I gotta go. Oh, you're out. Are you, are you out? <laughs> no, no, no. We're not letting you. Going anywhere? <laughs> it's going to be painful for you one way or the other. So. Uh, no, look, we, we we don't have we we don't have a ton of time to spend on on this wild card round. 
Uh, obviously, Good. you know, this was the first year of the three game series, the home, home, home uh, series where there was a lot of consternation. Some might say whining uh, by people on on this podcast about not getting a home game. Um, it was important for baseball to fix the one the one and done wild card game. I think that just isn't baseball playing one game. Um, so I was happy to see the three game series and boy uh they were they were exciting series um even though three out of the four were sweeps two nothing sweeps the only one that went three games was the Mets Padres and we'll have more on that later um three out of four home teams are out right the Mets are out the Cardinals are out the Blue Jays are out the only one that held serve at home uh, was the uh, the Cleveland Guardians and Milk? Sorry about that. That didn't work out for you. Uh, but for me, the lesson from all this is uh, pitching, pitching, pitching. If you look at at the scores of those games, you understand that pitching and defense, even even after going 162 games and everybody you know chicks dig the long ball, whatever, it comes down to pitching, pitching, pitching. Uh, and particularly in that epic game two where the Rays went out and what did it end up 15 innings? Is that where it finally ended in 15? Yeah. Uh, one of the most unbelievable defensive plays uh, to save a run. Uh, it, you know, so pitching and defense, that's that's what gets you through the playoffs. And then the other thing to note, I think, is who's playing, who's hot going in. We've always known that that was sort of a thing and, and the Mets the Mets were a victim of, of not being hot going into the end of the season. Uh, and it really shouldn't be that surprising that they collapsed. And again, we'll, we'll, well talk more about the Mets. Except that they won 101 games and had Max Scherzer and DeGrom yeah. starting out in the, in the wild card. Playoff. Yeah, but they, but they limped into the playoffs. I mean, they led the NL, the NL East for the whole season until right at the end when the Braves passed them. And so they were not playing their best baseball. I mean, yeah, they had 101 uh, wins, and I guess they're the first team with 100 wins to not get to the divisional round of the of the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, epic collapse. Epic total collapse. Shit All they had to do is win I mean, one game in Atlanta, and they would have won the East. Yeah, yeah. I mean, total collapse, total fraud. I mean, you may hear more about the Mets at the at a later segment of this show today. Um, but you know, the, my only point with that is they were not playing well going into the playoffs. And we've seen all too often that a hot team that wins 85 games can beat a hundred winning team, you know, who's playing well. So guys, anybody have anything on baseball they want to add? Oh, we got another uh, SMQB, uh, violence matchup coming. Phillies Braves, Phillies Braves house. How are you feeling? You're going to beat up on Ranger Suarez in game one, but I love the way Wheeler and Nola are pitching right now. They've been lights out for two or three weeks now. They've been everything you wanted and more. It's kind of, it's funny that you talked about offense versus defense when we did the NFL and the Cowboys Eagles, the Braves murderous lineup that is just so hard to shut down. Uh, but Wheeler and Nola, who you could argue are the best pitchers going to the playoffs right now, though they both pitched in the wild card, neither neither of them gave up a run, uh, pitching almost seven innings, both of them. So I, 
I, I don't know. I mean, you got the home field advantage. You've got a better lineup. All the odds are with the Braves. They are the defending world champions. I, I, I think, I think they will win this, the Braves. Uh, and I actually think the Braves Dodgers would be an incredible matchup Freeman versus Muncie, that whole storyline. Yeah. But uh, the, the, the Phillies pitching will give you a run. Steal a game in Atlanta and you guys can, you know, take care. It's, it's best of five. It gives you a better chance, I think. True. I, I, I like the Phillies. Hot. Hot team. To Nace's point. Baseball. Good team. And by the way, Nace, to your point, I think absolutely where how you are going into these playoffs is, is, is a big factor. The Rays were horrific the last 10 games, 10, 15 games of the season. And man, you better be able to hit the ball too, because pitching will get you only so far. The Rays have great pitching, great pitching. Can't hit. Rooster, I hate how do you baseball. Like I hate. I hate baseball. I don't want to talk about baseball. Can we move on to another subject? Let's get to the Blue Jays. The, who, <laughs> the, 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 the Blue Jays can hit the ball, right? Absolutely, right. Can hit. And have some pitching. Those teams that scare me the most are always the Blue Jays and the Rays. Uh, that, that, uh, and now that they're yeah. out of the way, I feel good about the Guardians. Yankees match up well with the Guardians. Always do. I'm, I'm always. I always think though. You know, the team that has been sitting around. How much does that impact them? It's you know that first yeah. game. That it, it's tough to be sitting for. Was it about a week? Close to a yeah. week. Yeah. You know that because baseball is not. Built for that. Yeah. So that wow. first game is tough. Once they get Yank- through for game one, uh, but if you're giving away one game in a, in a best of five, that's that's a tough, tough way to start. The so Yankees' problem is their 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 bullpen is injured and in disarray. They they probably about to cut Chapman. Just cut him loose. He skipped a mandatory practice with no explanation. He's not well, on the roster he, for the ALDS. He's not on the no. roster for the DS. On the yeah. Well, that's yeah, why they left him off the roster. They left him off. Yeah, he's probably, and he's fight. probably gone. I mean, he's, you'll you'll probably not see him pitching for the Yankees ever again. Is he, is he still fighting the tattoo infection? I think he's over that. <laughs> he's still fi- he's still fighting the like that. he's still fighting the location <laughs> infection. <laughs> We don't talk about tattoo infections on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody have anything else on baseball? The only thing I just uh, well, also want to say about baseball, which is interesting, is that lots of people made all kinds of noise about crazy contracts like Machado, Harper, Freeman going out and spending crazy amounts of money. And guess what teams are still in the playoffs? So sometimes you just have yeah. to. You, Not you have the bets. To, not the Mets, but all the other all the teams. You, sometimes you go big or go home. Those teams, uh, they got they got what they spent so far. The Mets got there. They got can we, there. Can we all they we all it. agree on one thing in the world of baseball that we still hate the Astros? Yes, yes, yes. House is the only one who's rooting for the Astros. I, I just yeah. don't hate them. I just I, I don't hate the Astros. Yeah, okay. you're Canadian. You you don't have hate for anybody. You're a fucking <laughs> Canadian. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. we have hate. We have hate. We have hate. <laughs> so we got an off day today. No baseball today, and then uh, the games start tomorrow. Yeah. One o'clock. One o seven. Wait, wait, wait. No, no uh, seven pitch. Wait, wait, hold on. No baseball on Chris Columbus Day. Uh, can someone explain? That's Christopher why Rob, to you. Can, can someone explain why Rob Manfred 
<laughs> but the defending world champions versus a major market who hasn't been in the postseason in 11 years at 107. Sometimes baseball is so stupid. Mm. We can punch them too. Yeah. I mean, I guess the what is the, the view on that? Is that the Yankees are the bigger draw and so they get the 7 yeah, For sure game? they are. For sure they are. they are. Yeah. No question. I don't know. I mean, kind of like the Atlanta. Cowboys and Rams versus Phil, you know, Philly and the Cardinals, please. <laughs> 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 All right. Anything else on baseball, guys? Oh, good luck. We'll have lots more to talk about. Um, all right. We got a couple uh, quick hits here. Uh, anybody want to weigh in on any college football? I'll say I'll say a couple words. I want to I want to say my give my farewell to, to Kansas. Crying <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. They went out strong. They did. <laughs> hey, it was a hell of an effort. It for was a hell of a run. It was hell of a run. They DC may not win them like I predicted. Um, I do. We talk a lot about Nick Saban on this pod, and I do officially now. I'm not sure whether or not he has a deal with the devil, because <laughs> there is no fucking business. He had no business winning that game on Saturday night. How many turnovers? Five? Four. Four turnovers. Four, four turnovers. If Jimbo wasn't such a fucking idiot, talk. getting back to House's point on coaching, I look, when Johnny Manziel is yeah. tweeting out that you've done something stupid, that was like the worst call ever. That play had no chance. Not only that, it was behind. It was it. It wasn't in the in the uh, end zone. So that was the last play of the game. You guys scored touchdown. I I, I don't understand that call. I, I I I'm not an offensive coordinator. I don't. I didn't play football. But I just don't get it. You're limiting yourself entirely to, to this one receiver, hoping that. I I just don't get it. I don't understand. Saban gets away again with a win. Um, I. Uh, I will say this. This is a great weekend of football. Talk about matchups of unbeatens. Penn State at Michigan. Great game. Alabama at Tennessee. Watch this game on Saturday. I don't care if you watch one game. Watch this game. It's going to be fantastic in Knoxville. Tennessee is for real. Tennessee is for real. They're going to give Alabama everything they can handle. So Alabama's giving 14 and a half last I saw, which is that's an insane line. It's, that's crazy. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, How did they get do that after giving 20 to AM and winning by four? Well, the betters are assuming that Bryce Young will be back and that Alabama always whips Tennessee's ass, which they do. That's, that's true. They do. they do. That's about it. But I think Tennessee's different this year. I mean, game day's going to Knoxville. It's going to be insane. It they have 100, 108,000 or more. Oh, my God. It's just yeah. going to be insane. Crazy. Uh, Oklahoma State, TCU, another undefeated going head-to-head. And nobody watches this team, by the way, because they're out on the West Coast. And, I mean, we all remember Chip Kelly, right? House remembers Chip Kelly. Very and well. it, it kind of just has gone away. Nobody talks about him at all. He's a great coach. He's got UCLA at 6-0. and and they have one of the best quarterbacks in the country that nobody knows about. Dorian Thompson Robinson had another four touchdown game this past weekend. Keep an eye on it. It could be they have a they got to play Oregon in a couple weeks. 
it could get to a USC UCLA matchup where they're both oh, undefeated. Oh, that would be undefeated. amazing. Yeah, they're both six. That now. would be great. They're on the course. And even I would be interested in that. Yeah, USC is playing Utah, which you, you, didn't you, UCLA just beat them. USC yeah. is playing Utah. Yeah, UCLA beats Utah. Beat them back. USC is playing Utah this weekend, which is an uh, which is another good game. So it's a huge lineup this Saturday. And uh, how shout out to your uh, your horns. Hook them horns. Oh my Hook god. 49 to nothing. I thought Epic. you were Tulane. I can, Epic I can, blowout. Hold on. Yeah. Wait, let's talk about Tulane here. We're moving up. Number wait, 32. wait. On this pod now, let's move on. <laughs> Number 32, gunning for the top 25. What wait, just just quickly though. What what Pope, maybe you can answer this. What is the issue in Oklahoma? Wow. I Not mean good. Ben, ben, you know, Lincoln Riley left the cupboard yeah. bare, evidently, and he took Caleb Williams with him. So. But Venables, uh, Ooh, that is that is a disastrous program going the wrong direction. I mean, are they heading? Are they heading to the Nebraska level? I don't know. I, I mean, they were they were perennial playoff team, right? I mean, they never yes. really you never really thought they were a real threat to win the national championship, but they were a playoff team every year, and now just overnight, I mean, shit. Well, well I can, LSU's the same thing. Are, are, isn't They're Oklahoma moving to the SEC next year with Texas? Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I think they'll be okay. I, they just they got they got like Brian said. Uh, you mean because the everything. competition's going to get lighter in the SEC? <laughs> no, I think they're. I think they're well, going to be on recruiting. Maybe. No, they're, well, yeah, I think, they're going to. Yeah. I think they'll be okay. I don't I think they're going I, by the I don't know. I, I mean, like, I I would buy stock with Texas right now. I, you oh. know, Ewers. I mean. They beat Alabama if Ewers is not injured, and they don't lose uh, that game. Um, whoever they lost to the, in the Big Twelve, I think Texas. Uh, watch out! I'm all, all I'm saying is they might they might run the table here right now. Well, then then the playoff committee has a very interesting conversation at that point. Yeah, actually, I read about That's that awesome, today. But- that that they're. They're actually, if they run the table, they have a chance, even though they have two losses, to get into the, the playoffs. Welcome. Interesting. All right. Anything else on college football? The Gators suck. All right. We got to. Uh, we have to take a minute on on Formula One because this. I, I said this on text the other day on something else, but if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, does it make a noise? We have an F1 world champion. And Great, we have to finish. we have to tip, yeah, we have to tip our hat to Max Verstappen, uh, who locked up the 2022 world championship, uh, drivers world championship. But here's the thing: he didn't win it when he crossed the finish line. He won it after a five-second penalty to Charles Leclerc, who on the last turn of the race. I, I mean, sort of shit the bed, trying to hold off Perez. Yeah. And he just he just went over uh the the, the left the circuit. I don't know what do you call that there? The gore. The, 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 the chicane. The chicane. He cut the corner. He cut the corner. Well, he cut the corner of the of the chicane. Yeah. And um, and so he gets a five second penalty, which dropped him to third place in the race uh in the Japanese Grand Prix. And as a result, uh he can't catch. No one can catch Max. Max is the world champion. Um, as as hard as it was to swallow last year's world championship for for Verstappen uh, after everything in Abu Dhabi, 
this was a clinic this year. I mean, that team, but really the team, including Perez also, but mm-hmm. Verstappen, they were just completely dominant. Complete. I mean, there's what six races left, and it's over. Nobody can catch them. Um, that was just a an athlete in complete control of a car and a and a team that just you know pun intended was firing on all cylinders all season. Complete control, never a threat from anybody. Uh, and and hats off to to uh, Verstappen and. And Red Bull, and now the I guess the interesting thing is, will his teammate Perez come in second because he is now past Leclerc for second? Yep. Let's not forget that last year, Max and Red Bull they had to split the championship because they did. While Max pulled off that cheating win in Abu Dhabi, the constructor championship did go to Mercedes. Red Bull is going to coast to it, so they're going to they're going to sweep this year. Yeah, total domination. So impressive. All right. Any, any other quick, uh, quick hits before we get to our next segment? Anybody? Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Kujay with a triumphant comeback. But tonight, don't call it a comeback. Time for a punchable face, then. Wait, 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 wait. And I got Hold one. on. Wait, 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 wait. We what? never talked about that bullshit uh, roughing the passer call on Brady. Come on. Milk Nothing to was, see there. Nothing to see. Move on. Milk thought he was <sighs> getting away with it. You got to protect him. <laughs> the crowd is cool. That ref should get a punchable face. Jerome Boger. Okay. That's yeah. terrible. His Peter King crew got terrible. suspended last it, year because they're so bad. If you Peter didn't King watch that, it, Peter King it. nailed it that it was a it was a Sunday Tua overreaction. That's why Bridgewater didn't come in. He passed the con- concussion protocols, but with the new agreement with the NFLPA, and that's why that flag was called. This was a Tua overreaction. Oh, Bridge Bridgewater, but, but he, the spotter saw him lose his stumbled. balance. That's yeah. a so they're following the they're following the letter of the new protocols. Correct. That tackle on on Tom Brady was that an was... arm tackle. He came the guy came in and instead of lowering his head and hitting him head to head or driving his shoulder through him and landing on him hard, he grabbed him with his arms it's and funny. wrestled him to the ground. If you can't do yeah. that, you can't tackle the quarterback. Anymore. No, you got to just just put red jerseys on them. And yeah, <laughs> no flag football. Come on, yeah. flag football. football. That was a horrendous, horrendous call. Well, and, and put Terrible. it in the con- in the context. I mean, they had third down. That was going to yeah. be the fact. They were going to punt. Atlanta was going to get the ball back with a chance to win. That well, that was a game changing bullshit. If, if that quarterback's name uh-huh. was uh, Cam, first name was Cam, wouldn't have been called. Hey, they blew a pass interference on the previous play. Scotty, so, 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 so to be so fair, so the refs suck. Even up call. It's an even up to call. Be it fair. was a makeup call Tom, for the yeah, pass. Yeah, yeah, that's that is definitely Tom, going on this year. Tommy, oh, Tommy boy. was having a rough week, and you know, he's having a rough it, fucking year. Okay, he's Give forty-five. Year. He's forty-five. He's got a lot of stuff going on. So. He should have stayed yeah. retired. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna consider that as a punchable face of the referees uh, in All that right. game. So, but I got I got hold on I got milk, I got a real punchable. 
<laughs> I got a real punchable here. Another one. Actually, we and all I agree said, with this punchable. We all agree with it. Just go. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think there's. I mean, I said you're going to hear more about the Mets uh, earlier, and this is it. That whole franchise is getting punched for numerous, numerous reasons. First of all, you win 101 games, and and you can't get to the division series that you just get a punch for that, right? You spend all the money you do. And listen, my guy, Max Scherzer, hey, Max, grass is always greener, right, buddy? Uh, he, um, unsurprisingly to some, got hammered in, in the first game, uh, and the Mets lost that. But then we, we've got a couple other things we have to talk about. Did you guys see what they did in the sixth inning? When when they were yes. getting slaughtered, yes, and, yeah, the and they went out. Oh, check the ears. Check those oh, ears. They had, oh my they had, god! They had the pitcher checked uh, by the umpire for illegal substances, and you know, Showalter had a conference with the umpires, asked him to go out there in the sixth inning. I mean, that is a bush league move. That just you know, everybody's saying it's the same thing. It reeked of desperation. Yeah. That is what you do when your hitters are just befuddled and have no answer for the guy who is dominating you. Has there and ever that, been a, I mean, a pitcher who's had his ears rubbed down? I mean, <laughs> that was right. What and, the fuck was that? You know what? Showalter ought to have more pride in the game that he ought to look at his hitters and say, you figure out how to hit this guy or you tip your cap to him. But that is just Bush league shit. And then then let's just finish off the season. Uh, you know, the, the, the trumpets became a thing this year. And to be fair, when Edwin Diaz comes out and they play those trumpets, it really is very cool. And he, for a good part of the season, was pretty pretty impressive. And it was a fun thing. It was the best entrance. We covered it on this pod. Yeah, he's coming in you for, are down, for a save. <laughs> when you are down for nothing and about to exit the playoffs, In the eighth inning. <laughs> in the eighth inning, don't play the trumpets you fucking morons <laughs> really really pathetic just pathetic Mets you I mean you your your season ended yesterday but you're getting punched today that's for sure well you know and all the internet memes with uh the the trumpet playing taps, taps. as opposed to <laughs> amazing just amazing <laughs> just absolutely amazing so well can't we, we right. need to punch Major League Baseball, though? I think we talked about it earlier. You know, I was at the game where Judge broke the record. And, you know, to me, again, we can and Verderami out there. Fuck you. But we can talk about <laughs> we can talk oh, about oh. the fact that that the Bonds and Sosa and McGuire have asterisks by their names because of their cheating steroid selves. But Major League Baseball punted on a great opportunity. Manfred, far as I know was not even in Texas for Judge's home run. They didn't stop the game. It was, you know, some high fives, a couple hugs. Uh, there was no, you know, moment that baseball said, now we recognize, you know, the home run king, uh, Aaron Judge, or anything like that. I think they they missed an opportunity to wipe the slate clean uh, of the steroid cheaters and anoint yep. Judge. I, I think that was a big, big miss and a big punch. Yep, agreed. Um, even if it was AL only, even if even if even if you don't want to get in that debate, if it's the AL King only, Manfred should be there. Yes, right. right. Yep. Where was he? Brainer. I don't know. That yeah, baseball. Oh, baseball shit the bed again. Yeah, no kidding. 
So they get a punch too. Barbecue sauce. All right, House, you got a lasso for us? I do. Um, and the good news is for baseball is that it comes from baseball. Uh, the lasso this week goes to three stories in baseball that are all about family. They're amazing stories. If you didn't see all three of them, you should look them up. The last game of the season between the Phillies and the Astros, there was absolutely nothing on the line. There would be no reason for the players to get excited, for the fans to get excited. But the players were going nuts in both dugouts of the eighth inning. Why? Because infielder Nick Maton came up to bat to face his older brother, Phil Maton, the reliever for the Astros. Now, if you could just think going back, I know with my brothers, like if I had the chance to get a hit off my brother or to get out, it, I mean, it would mean everything. And so both dugouts were going nuts for these guys. And th- uh, the younger Nick Maton of the Phillies worked it to a 2-2 count and hit a shot into right field, which dropped for a single. He came to first base with the biggest smile I've ever seen. And if you've ever seen a more pissed look on somebody, you had to see his older brother, Phil Maton. It's a great video. It's a great lasso. Um, but then... On the same day, an 11-year player that probably very few of us have heard of, maybe our catcher, uh, Chris Nace, but 37-year-old Stephen Vogt, who is catcher for the Oakland A's. He was an all-star in 2015-16, middling player, 239 batter with 82 homers, You know, was on six different teams, drafted actually by the Rays. Well... Just a couple of weeks before the season, he told the team, I'm done. This is it. This is going to be my last year. And so the A's decided to do something nice for him. So we came, when he came up to bat against none other than Shohei Otani, the A's brought up his kids into the public address. And you have to hear this too. So he's got his three little kids announcing, now coming up to bat, catcher Steven Vote, And he's like wiping away tears from his eyes as he comes up. And as the game goes on, his first ever hit in the major leagues was a liner home run for the A's, you know, years and years ago. His last at bat in the seventh inning, he comes up to bat the last time he's ever going to come to bat, and he hits a liner home run to the same spot in right field. It is a storybook ending. It's a great one. But you got to see him going around the bases, too. He is so happy. He's like jumping. Pure joy. Pure joy. Yeah. But but there's one more family story still to be told because it's still going on. The two Nola brothers from LSU, Aaron and Austin Nola, that propelled their teams. Aaron Nola with a lights-out, shutout win for the Phillies. And Austin Nola, who got the two-run game-winning hit yesterday against the Mets for the Padres. They go on in the playoffs, and now the Nola parents still have to jump back and forth to watch their kids play in the playoffs, which is pretty awesome for parents. I love when baseball has these uh, brother stories or father, son, whatever. Th- those are great stories in baseball. Good lasso family baseball. for this week. Great, great. lasso. Uh, uh, breaking news, gentlemen, Matt rule of Carolina has been fired. Oh, that's not, shocking. Oh, that's not shocking. breaking news. Time. First yeah. sack of the year. Break, breaking news. All right. Hey, you I heard anything fun? else? Good lassos. Those are all good ones. Anybody have anything else? Big week. Good boys. Big week.
Go for the Bills. The SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michaeler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison-Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.